Welcome back to the JJK Chronicles, a Jujutsu Kaisen podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Ronnie. I'm Chad. And today we are here to cover Season 2, Episode 16, Episode 40, Thunderclap. Thunderclap. That's like a cool name, huh? It is, and I'm a little perplexed it's a on weird why it was name. named it. It's a weird name. It should have been named like Flamethrower. Unless there is some knowledge that I don't know, can I be honest with you? It feels lazy. It just doesn't make sense. There were so many cool moves, so many attacks, most of them fire-based without getting too ahead of ourselves. So that Yeah, it just seems like they could have came up with something else. I totally agree. Like I said, flamethrower, um, fireball of sun. How about this? Oh, no. That's a good one. That one could have been a name. Shit, my, I just shit my britches because that's what Kusakabe and Panda did. A little bit longer, but we could have done it. We could have done that. What did you think of the episode as a whole? Very appealing. Oh, oh wow! Very appealing. Mixing it up this evening, yeah. I like the it. The fighting is uh, the fighting was just so much fun to watch. It's one of those I, I loved every single moment of the Toji Fushi fight. Yep. And then when we get to Sukuna, he is just a very interesting guy. I know. It's going to be very yeah. exciting to talk about. One thing that I will talk about real quick uh, on a grander scale of the episode as a whole, <clears throat> obviously, uh, the whole Shibuya incident, we knew that there were a bunch of different groups, and we've kind of slowly, like, this is the first time we really see Panda, because basically we've been we're, uh, focusing on one or two groups at a time, or like that Itadori episode where it was just him and Chozo all episode. And this episode made me appreciate the way that they've been doing it. Because this one, we definitely go a little bit all over the place a little bit more. And I felt, especially like halfway, a little further than halfway through the episode, just overwhelmed. Because I was keeping track of so many different yes. things going on. And I didn't know when we were going to go back to it. I also am a little worried for you. Ooh. Are you going to tell me now or later? I can give you a hint. Okay. The fact that which which I called this. I right. called this because I said his purple lines. Toot your own horn. Okay. I'm I'm just saying his purple lines were not all taken. The guy that Nanami beat the shit out of, and he wasn't actually dead. I called it because I said he still had purple lines left. Nanami, I'm a little pissed that he didn't go double tap. I I'm 100 percent pissed yes. about it. Yeah. And. Because he knew, Anatomy had to know, as hard as he was hitting him, that something's got to be up because he was barely taking damage. Right. And he's like questioning if he died or not. So he had to know that something weird was going on, his technique's different. And then also, Fushi, well, we'll get to it, him talking about the healing aspect of Shoko. I feel like Shoko is going to be able to heal some of our uh, members. Interesting, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. With all of that being said, let's hop in if you're ready to roll. Let's do it. We open up on just a glimpse of Jogo versus Sukuna, and Jogo saying, I knew he was stronger, but to this extent, and then immediately into the OP, where then yeah, we you go, are my special. where we cut from one action scene to the next because Megumi is facing daddy daddy he's got a bunch of daddy issues here daddy toki um toji oh right 
Toki. What the heck? Daddy Toji, who has, and I, here's why that happened. Perf, he's basically a perfected form of Maki. Yes, I love that line. Him saying that line, I was like, oh shit, that means Maki can get better, first off. And it makes so much sense. Well, Her, she's dead. Well, here's the th- that's what I just told you. I don't think Maki's dead. The fact that he mentioned her name, he mentions that Shoko is here to be able to heal people. I think that our girl Maki will stay alive. Nanami, he's probably going to be alive too. And I'm a little worried for you because... do they? When do they say that in the episode? So When is with the principal? The principal and Shoko are both together. All right. I don't want to start off this episode on a negative note, so we'll wait to talk about that until we get there, okay? Okay. Well, I'm just saying, Fushi purposefully says I can take damage this fight because Shoko will be here and be able to heal me. She's yeah. one of the only people that can heal people other than herself. Right. Right. Um, okay. So Megami focuses because everything is cleared out thanks to Inumaki. There's no curses. There's yeah. no people running around. It's just the empty streets of uh, Shabuya. Shabuya, thank you. And he needs to visualize on how to beat this guy. Megami would be a great life coach. You, you got to yeah. visualize yourself right. getting that promotion, everyone. And that's exactly what he's trying to do. This is something you hate doing. Yeah, I think it's so stupid. Right, because it's so stupid because right. it absolutely is 100% the thing you have to do because once you think of something, yeah. you do that thing. So it makes so much sense. But you think it's stupid because you don't believe in yourself. Right, yeah. Because if I just think that I can be a uh, starting center in the NBA, if I visualize it, it can happen. Um, no, you got to start realistic, visualize something, what? and you work towards that goal. You you got to think about it this way, Ronnie, right, right. Sir Ronnie. The stuff that you do and you work towards, what do you do? You think about it and you visualize it, even though you say that you don't do that. That's what you do. Right. right? Well, I guess I visualize it, but that's because I, I know that it's obtainable. Okay, now visualize yourself being ripped with a mustache. But that's obtainable. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay, what you're saying here then is that Fushi has zero chance against Toji. Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. He, he does. He does have zero chance. <laughs> okay, I'm glad but, we can agree but on But he know he can at least visualize how to not die as quick. Right, right. Listen, I'm all for, you know, positive yeah. thinking and stuff, but you just can't be one of these people who let that take control over you. Just be realistic, you know? Yeah, don't be a positive person. Exactly. Ronnie's quote of the don't day. Don't be too positive. It could bite you in the butt. All right? Be a likable person. Um, Now, Toji, he does appear to just be fighting immediately. It seems like kind of what we assumed where he's just going after the next strongest person is true. Yeah. Because he immediately comes out of the domain expansion of Dagon, immediately tackles uh, Megami outside, and is just ready to go. Doesn't say anything, doesn't want to you know, have a chat, have a sip of tea. Let's just fight. And then Megami immediately starts defending himself with fleeing hairs because he feels the presence of Sukuna's fingers. Now, I like that because yeah. here Toji was getting ready to attack before he even started to do that. It was like Megami just instinctively just threw that up because he knows that feeling so well after... After fighting him. After one-on-one. fighting him, season one, when he first found the finger. Mm-hmm. Um, and what's so funny about that is that he has one of the baddest men to ever live in front of him, Toji. I mean, I guess he doesn't really know him. 
He obviously knows, though, he can fucking fight, and he's still worried about Sukuna, who's not even that close to him. It's a stressful situation yeah. because Toji gets through the bunnies, no problem, and the chase is on. Uh, Megumi, Megumi makes a comment about how he can't use domain expansion after the whole situation with Dagon. Toji is so quickly and cockily, if that's a word, bullying around Megumi and bunny rabbits that no mixed martial arts. These rabbits were more buff than I thought, and they had more moves than I thought. Oh, they're like kicks and punches? Yeah, I just kind of thought so that the cute. fleeing hares were more just that. They were hares that were fleeing and causing chaos and disruption. Possibly biting. Yeah, essentially like a more crazy smoke screen. Yeah. But no, they got muscles, and they're just they're ready to throw some jabs. They'll yeah, throw some uppercuts. They do a lot of damage to Toji here. And this part was, I mean, oh my so gosh. Cool. Very so cool. So freaking cool. Very cool. And I mean, so many of these fights are just so badass. Yes. The animation, the choreography. But when he starts repelling the little debris into him, I mean, him, how do they even fingers? think of this? They've moved their way to like a warehouse. Toji stomps on the ground, sending up chunks of like wood flooring that he then pokes <laughs> and then they fly through the rabbits with such velocity that by the end it's just like a they just explode it's a little explosion and then nothing remains and i don't know if i've ever seen anything more horrifying i mean what does fushi have to be thinking in that moment you've got to just be like holy shit this guy like how is he not like how's imagining he talking about how good he is right yeah i mean i guess he has true. said that but he he knows that he's good but he doesn't really have a moment where and i don't know if we've reached the point quite yet where he should have this uh thought in his head where he just goes oh i'm dead there's nothing i can do with this guy uh and i wouldn't have blamed him because that was my thought how is he getting out of this i really did not know because everyone else seems to be pretty preoccupied right and finally, for the first time this season... Let's go, Panda. Panda has arrived. He's walking... For those of you that don't know, we absolutely loved Panda in the OP season one. He Chad really buildings. loved Panda because he is simple-minded. We all know this. And so with all the stuff that there was to break down in the season one OP, every time I tried to talk about it, all I got in return from Chadley was just him going, Panda! I mean... Because we didn't see him through halfway through the season. I know, but... I mean, think about it. And then when we met him, not that great. Oh, come on. He wasn't he that great. He had some great. cool moments. I mean, he does have, once we see him turn into like that panda gorilla again, that'll be cool. But yeah, he's just, yeah. He's a good guy. He's one of those guys where his whole personality is, okay, he's a panda. We know. Not really. Well, we'll see. He, we'll see about that. He taught people things. He seems like a nice panda. I'll say that. Um, he makes a comment that Kusakabe, aren't we done with the interiors yet? And he's ready to head to Gojo. And Kusakabe, you know what? He's tired of that guy, Gojo. He isn't the only person in the world. And I could get behind this argument. You know, Gojo this, Gojo that. He's yeah. so great. 
He's worried Boo. about other people around maybe hiding out in a building or a porter potty or something. Mm-hmm. Now, his inner dialogue says differently. <laughs> and this is where I really like this guy. I really do, too. He brings me on board here. He is running out of excuses. He doesn't <laughs> want to be anywhere near floor five because he doesn't want to die. Uh, Very I love, it. I love it. This is me. This is oh, me right this here. this is so you. I've visualized You'd my... already be dead by now, but yes, this is you if you're I've alive. realistically visualized myself to be a top sorcerer. Okay. But I'm realistic, and I'm picking up on the cursed energy that's surrounding me. All right. And I'm not going to sit here and try and visualize, like, oh, yeah, I'm going to be the one to go break Gojo out of the prison realm, and then he will be my best friend. No, I'm like, I don't want to die. Be my best friend. <laughs> I don't want to die. He would never be your best friend. I'm your best friend. No, thank you are. But Panda, he doesn't know how to get to B5 either because he has no sense of his surrounding here in Shibuya. He hasn't even noticed that they're actually super close to B5. <laughs> now, I mean, what is this? I don't know. I really don't know. He's a panda that knows, sor- knows sorcery, but he can't read a map? He can't. That's no. what I'm supposed to believe? I mean, think about it. A panda has never been... Well, he wouldn't be allowed... That's why. Why? That's why, Ronnie. Panda would never be allowed to be out in public. Why? He can go to school. Because he's a panda. Well, that's not out in public. Yeah. That's Juju High. That's a private sorcery school. Think about it. He would never be out in the we, middle that's of... That's the thing about the show... We know basically nothing about the outside world other than that there are curses. We do kind of know, though, because Yuji was in high school, a regular high school at the beginning. Yep. There was no pandas there, from my recollection. No, but they know curses are a thing. No, they don't. Well, they, they actually don't. I know they don't know curses are a thing, but people just mysteriously die. What if we just have a panda yeah. like, oh, he's here to help? We just mysteriously have a panda talking to you? <laughs> they go, oh, okay. You don't I mean, think that, that would be you don't think humans cool. can know about the panda? No. Are you are you being for real? No, I'm being dead for real. Why? Why? Because think about it. If a panda is walking around talking, yeah, everyone would lose their minds. First off, they'd be like, "Oh, that's the coolest thing ever! It's a panda." I can't it's remember. You watched season one more recently than I have. Did they say why he's a talking panda? Remember, it's all uh, imbued cursed energy from the principal. He's a cursed corpse. Okay. Doll. He's the cursed corpse doll that was like born from the principal. So, I mean, he's all basically a curse. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, Still does not explain why he can't read maps. Can we agree on that? No, I agree with you on that. I don't know why he can't read a map because he seems pretty smart to me. Yeah, I think so too. Just show him a map. It's very, you are here. Did you not watch Dora as a kid? My point exactly. He had to have some sort of childhood as a panda or maybe he didn't i don't i don't know how it works now kusakabe he makes a comment about how panda would already be there at b5 uh because he's got more of a human heart than kusakabe does dang and that's you know i always said if pandas were able to talk and think they would probably be more human i think pandas are like well known to be kind of vicious have you ever heard that I'm pretty sure that's a thing. Look that up. I'll say this. I wouldn't fight a panda. Yeah, look that. Just say, are pandas vicious? They're not vicious, but they're cuddly monsters. I mean, yeah, that I agree with. But I'll look it up. I mean, just look it up and see what it says. I mean, they are a bear, so if you think about it, like, 
Pandas we, vicious. Right, right. They are a bear. Now I wonder. Hmm. That kind of. They certainly have a dangerous side when they feel threatened. So I mean. Oh, that kind of makes it seem like they're not that vicious. But they're regarded as cuddly, quiet animals. I mean, that's like watching a Coke commercial and being like, "God, polar bears are just so cute." Right. Nice. I might be thinking of polar bears. I'll be honest. Well, yeah, polar bears are very vicious. I've heard if you see a polar bear in the wild, it'll automatically try to attack you because it's it needs. Well, it's because we're melting their home. They're not happy. Their about homes that. are melting, and they need food. <laughs> right. So. They're very hungry. From but what no I panda. I did see something with a panda where this guy tried to climb into a zoo to hang out with a panda, and the panda did not want to hang out, and <laughs> he just kept biting at the guy's leg and like slashing. Him. Now the thing is. It's like they're they are kind of vicious, but not in a killing way. They're just like they're kind of lazy, vicious. I bet. Yes, they're, that's perfect. So the cursed energy from sealing Gojo keeps appearing and disappearing. Now, did you have any takes there? What is that meaning exactly? Because I don't quite get why that would be the case. The cursed energy from sealing Gojo keeps yeah. appearing and disappearing. I don't know. That's. I don't know if I, I don't know to... if like Sukuna's cursed energy is messing with it. Well, we have so strong. Maybe, maybe we haven't <clears throat> caught up with uh, Brainiac and May May, and I mean, how many episodes? Oh, like, that's a good point. So we don't really know what's going on there. Uh, I have a, I just have a feeling Brainiac's gonna wipe the floor with May May. God, I hope so. Well, um, but that's the thing; he's gonna wipe the floor with her. I've been hoping. But for guess it. who's right behind her. And then he uses Wee Wee's bones to pick its pick his teeth. <laughs> Wee Wee will absolutely wreck him. I doubt it. Something then catches their eyes up top, and there is. Well, dude, I'll, I'll say this: since you relate so much to Kusakabe, don't have a lollipop in your mouth at all times. Now that I agree with, if you're I, a, if, especially if you're a man. Yes, especially. I oh, say the same thing with women. Okay, but especially if you're a man. Yeah, okay, and I agree with all that. Lollipops, why? It's one of those things people wear, come on. Don't, of all the treats in the world, a lollipop, I guess because it lasts longer, but put a Jolly Rancher in. 100%. And do a candy cane Christmas time once in a while, and then that's it. Don't. Now, I'm not a big candy cane guy either, but. I, yeah. That's why I said only once in a while on Christmas. Because it's like, oh, wow, so cool and original. You made it sharp and pointy. Now throw it away. And, it, I mean, it's not even that good. It smells like a dentist off in it. Off the sweet tart candy canes are good, though. Ooh, that one I could be down yeah. with. Um, Yeah, I don't know what's going on because my note here was just like, who the fuck are these people? They don't want to kill sorcerers if they don't have to. Um, So I, I found out who they were. Ronnie. I found out eventually who they were as well. Yeah, just some of Ghetto's lackeys. Yes. The thing is, right, when you see people that look like these two, I started to explain what they... I got kind of a description for the woman. She looks like she's getting ready to go like a a fancy gala or something Mm -hmm. like that. She's wearing like a purple dress. This guy... I started to explain, and I go, you know what? He's not even fun to explain. I've got nothing. Do you have anything? Are you nope, looking at him? I'm looking at him right now. I don't even want to talk about I him. I don't want to talk about him either, so let's just so not talk. I do not like him. They don't want to kill sorcerers if they don't have to, and then Panda counts three more people behind them, which I thought was kind of weird. 
I don't know if we want to use our... Who are the... We see three more people later, but this is after what we see, or a little bit later, right? God, that was confusing, huh? Whoa, yeah. Getting into a time vortex. We'll talk about it in a okay. little bit. I think it might be easier then, because I just confused myself. Uh, Kusakabe, he wants to have a nice long chat, right? <laughs> we don't get to see the start of that chat because we cut over back with Megumi, who is getting his ass kicked. Oh my gosh. The poor guy is doing everything he can, dodging like a maniac, just barely. He's running on buildings, using Nui to fly after he jumps off said buildings. All the while, Toji is right on his ass. We then cut over to principal where we can call what I believe to probably be, if what you're saying is correct, my least favorite scene of the episode. The, okay, here's the thing about it. I actually, I'm kind of on your side on this. Ooh. You want to get through the scene first? Let's get through the scene, yeah. Because I, I was also very confused, so I'm glad that you've got a little bit more kind of feeling of what you think they're doing. It's Shoko. Is that right? Yeah. She is smoking a filthy ciggy. Gross. Says she has the principal's cursed corpses. She'll, she'll be fine on her own. I don't know what the heck these two have been doing. I, any funny business, you think? Are you picking up on any funny business? These two people? Yes. No, because uh, this line that I just got right here was, Eno and Ajichi would have been dead if you weren't here. So they healed Eno and the assistant to the manager. Okay. Yep. She's already healed them, both of them. So I assistant. didn't think. I didn't think. I thought that they were so far away that they. So I mean, that's why they are so far away. They healed the two people because both of them. I know that they were outside. Nanami of the, was taken. Yeah. Chad, I need you to talk through the rest of the scene because I need to take about a minute break to cool off because that makes me so damn mad and it's such a cop out and it's so lame for nah, such a cool see, show to do that I know. to just have a girl on a bridge smoking a filthy ciggy and just casually be like oh well we saved them after you actually did some damage there were stakes it was interesting there were characters that came up and oh betrayal and Megumi was out of the action to I know Ronnie I know listen the Eno one doesn't bother me I actually that doesn't bother me at all because he got his ass kicked. Our boy Fushi really saved him. So he got him to safety, healed. But the Ajichi assistant to the manager, Dork. Okay? The fact that he's still alive and then the guy that killed him is still alive, no one is going to die, Ronnie. I think everyone hyped this up like, oh, the stakes are high. People are dying. No one has died yet. You know who ends up dying, Ronnie? All of the disaster curses. If you think about it, none of our guys have even been in danger, hardly. All right, I'm going to thank you for filling airtime. I breathed a little bit. Eno, I am also fine with. Yeah. I had already accepted. It made me mad at the time because it was the first time I thought that they had actually done some damage, for real, though. I came to terms with that. If the assistant to the principal is okay after bleeding out, after being stabbed and just sitting there in his blood for who knows how long, and then 
I mean, our boy Kento Nanami, he tried hard, but he was walking at a very slow pace. He had an entire man on his back. I do not think he got that aid as quickly as we needed him to for Mr. Ajichi. What is this line about Nanami? If we had waited for Nanami to call me, we wouldn't be here. Did yeah. I write that right? Yeah, I'm, I'm, they're just meaning like they showed up before he called. Like Nanami obviously probably called. He got okay. a Gichi, called him, but they were already on the way. So they so they were already close by. They got there. They were there. Oh, if we would have just sat around and waited for him to call, then we it would have okay. been even later. Now I need you to do a definition for me, okay? Because they say allowing Nanami to operate freely has been a major boon. Do you know what boon means? No. Please don't. look that up for Stop, me. Spell it, please. That is boon. B-O-O-N. Use boon. it in a sentence, please. I would do it if I knew what it meant. Okay, well, you could have just repeated the exact sentence that you just had with it. What is the definition of boon? Not that. No. You should just say what Shoko said. All right, boon. The definition means a thing that is helpful or beneficial. So annoying that they use that word. Do you think the Japanese use that word? Or do you think some no. guy was getting fancy with it's it a in the subtitle department? Yes, subtitle department, one thousand percent. I mean, someone needs to get. I'm not saying fired because times are tough, but they <laughs> need to. They need to be suspended. Suspended three games. <laughs> they need to be suspended for three episodes <laughs> for using without pay. It's like, oh yeah, we'll just. Yeah, these people are watching Crunchyroll. We'll just throw in a boon for him real quick. So she's saying it's been beneficial that Nanami is operating freely. It's been very helpful, right? Very helpful that, yeah. Didn't you say boon was yep. helpful, essentially? Mm-hmm. I mean, I would agree on that. Obviously, you should let Nanami operate freely. It's fucking Nanami, Kento Nanami. Exactly. But, I'm mad that they were even yeah. thinking like that was a decision. How He's a grown-ass man. Wait. We had to keep tabs on him. Yeah. Who else are you keeping tabs? I guess they're just saying like, because he wasn't even a team of everyone split up in groups. He had Eno with him. What are they talking about these two? I don't know. I'm ugh. I'm a little worried about these two, you know? I mean, Sho- I mean here's the too. thing about Shoko. We've known from the beginning she's one of the only people to heal people, so I'm not mad that she's able to do this and comes along with it. It's just the fact that none of our, it feels like the stakes are drastically changing the fact that no one's actually dead. Well, okay. I, I, okay. I say that, but the people that got cooked by Jogo, they still could all three be dead. If they... <laughs> oh, Chad. Chad, 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 Chad. If the people who got burnt to a crisp... Okay? And we've, we're seeing time pass in this episode. It's not like we cut our way and things could be... You know, There's some things where it's like, okay, this right now, for all I know, could be happening... Well, that's not true because that didn't work out. It's like things could have been going down while uh, Itadori and Chozo were fighting. Like if you told me the next episode was happening, the Sukuna fingers would get to that, so that's not really a good example. I'm trying to think. Like if uh, the Dagon thing, right, when we were in his domain, if that was happening the same time that Itadori and uh, Chozo were fighting, I'd be like, oh, okay, yeah, there was different episodes, but... There were yeah. two different complete places, two different things going on, right? Right. That's not the case with this. We watch Megumi, who was taken out of the room, and then they got burnt alive, and now Megumi's running all around town, Fighting. dodging Toji. Yeah. So if they lay there as a crisp 
for however long while uh, Shoko's having a filthy Siggy and she waltzes up in there and saves them. <laughs> Y'all think I went on a rant before. <laughs> Do not come back to the podcast, what, ladies and gents. What would it take for you to, you to get, like, would they have to be like, psych and then just end up killing four or five of our people like right away well first of all they need to kill shoko right away like because she's because she's the healer you need to get rid of the healer yeah she's what i call cheat code bad storytelling yeah is what she is um, right right yeah yeah you expect that to happen maybe once or twice at the maximum but when it happens like this it's going to be about four times when your crafting is fun and as interesting of a story as they have to this point, if say she does bring them back, right? Which we don't know if she is, and we might be getting all worked up for nothing. Um, yeah, we might. <laughs> and but no, no, actually, I'm calling her right now. You really uh, think she's gonna do this? You Ron, think she's Ronnie, gonna pull this first off? off? First off, Ronnie, it's such bad stuff. There's no way. There's Ronnie. no way they're just faking it. That would be five fakeouts. I'll say this. There's no way they let Nanami die without any final words or anything like that, first off. He's Why? Because he's the favorite character by everyone. They would at <laughs> least... He's our favorite character. No, I'm pretty sure everybody no, loves that guy. I do not think so. I, I 100% we, think so. No, you're give, Maybe our audience, because our audience is filled with uh, scholars. I think he is one of the most... most li- besides Gojo, he is probably the most liked sorcerer out of everybody. That's my take right there. I think you're foolish. I think people aren't as bright as we are. I think the people listening to this wow, podcast wow, are on another level. Whoa, bright as I'm, we are, Ronnie. I'm just saying, uh, anyone who's listening to this right now and the people in this room are playing on another level than all those other plebs that are out there just being like, oh, oh, Jujutsu Kaisen. True. Oh, God. Oh. <laughs> That's what they all sound like. Well, too Maki. They're not gonna kill Maki like that either. They can kill that. Oh, your anime brain is poisoning your mind. I know not the old man Zenin. Sure, that's not him. the way to tell an interesting story. Be like, oh, well, oh, but they actually need to say one more line to. Okay, does, I'll say this. Who does Nanami need to talk to? They should have killed Eno, and not uh, what's her name, Maki. Like, no, but tell me, who does Nanami need to talk Itadori. to? Itadori. Why? Itadori needs to walk up and see him dead and make us all so sad because yeah. we saw him. That's what needs to happen. Yeah, th- that I agree with. Which I guess that's not him talking, but you know what I mean. But uh, I mean, Itadori's not around. It's Sukuna. That's what I'm saying. Like I, Itadori needs to be there to see it. We need to. We need to ravel in it. Yes. We need to be so hurt. Yes. Yeah. That I'm with you on. I just don't need a conversation to be like, oh, Itadori-san. We need, this is actually another, you brought up another great story point. When Itadori, right, he comes out, how interesting is this? He comes out of Sukuna a mode for the first time and sees real stakes. Oh, yeah. You know, he's been, he's kind of been taken over before, but if he comes out now and multiple people are dead, the entire city is destroyed and they can tell him, yeah, you in a way did that. Ooh, yeah. Actually, I. Th- That's way more than whatever Nanami would tell him. I still think there's a possibility they get healed, but for some, for the, as many people as hyped this up and said, "Oh, it gets so real." Yeah. I feel like that deaths have to come, right? Yes, it's inevitable. Yes, 
I've, I've calmed down. Ahead There's of no, yeah. I'm giving them credit. I'm going to give this show and the writers and of the manga way more credit. They're doing this to get me worked up like this, yeah. and they're going, we're not going to come. Ronnie. That's and and saying, I'll say this too. Ronnie, I, we're not going to do that. I'm not going to get ahead of myself. If, even if people get healed, I will wait till the end of season two to really throw my thoughts out there because it might completely change. We'll see. Well, I'm, if this is the last thing I'll say, and then we'll move on. Um, if they get healed and Shoko is still alive, until some major changes happen, I'm, you know, I've finished what I start, of course. I'll keep doing the podcast, but this is how I'll come on in every episode. Welcome to the JJK Chronicles of Jujutsu Kaisen <laughs> podcast, where, yeah, some cool stuff happened, but nothing really matters because everyone's going to be okay in the end, right? All right, we got episodes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so yes, the blonde-haired guy, though, if he doesn't die in a brutal way, too, I'll also be very mad. There. Oh, the blonde, yeah. 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 Did you see the... I know you're on that lookout. I did not look and see. Is it still just like how many I'll, little pink dashes they had? We'll find out. They don't the regain end. them, right? Uh, Toji is still on the hunt, and Megami uses the sprinklers to try and confuse him. This is how into the episode I was. I said we used the sprinklers to try and confuse <laughs> yeah, yeah. him. Like we were all in this together. Nue attacks, and we see just how slowly Toji can experience time. I like that they put uh, that yes. in there for us. Uh, yeah, because he's so fast, everything else is slow for him. For those who don't remember, I'll tell you, it was just very slowly. Mm-hmm. Megumi can't try and focus on... Um, oh, yeah. He can't try to focus on Toji with sight, but just rather he's got to focus on timing. Uh, but he does know that if that goes poorly, he could just die. Right, he's thinking very realistically right here. He yes. knows that he, every move that he makes has to be almost perfection to be able to fight this guy. Right, it, it's for people who don't care about sports at all. This is going to be so stupid, so I'll do it quickly. It's the idea when you're watching football, right, and you see a coach who's uh, they're the underdog. They're playing against a very good team, and then early in the game, they get some you know fourth and twos, fourth and ones, and they're on, on the opponents. A twenty-yard line, and they start kicking field goals. It's like, what? Do you, you're mm-hmm. just trying not to get blown out. You gotta go for it if yep. you actually want to win the game. And Fushi, he wants to win the game. Now Toji attacks, stabbing Megumi through the stomach. Oof. But when up close, he catches a glimpse, and we flashback. What did you see though? He almost distracted him enough with the fleeing rabbits. By because their hairs fleeing, fleeing hair. Sorry, he steps on the hair, yeah, and it slips up, and then Fushi almost gets a stab on him, but he's so fast it doesn't matter. Right, he almost had her. <laughs> uh, we flash back to a phone call where Toji is telling someone he wouldn't mind giving Megami up once his technique becomes clear at age five or six. He's like, let uh. me just. Let me get to know him for five or six years, and then I'll sell him. Well, depending more. on how much they'll pay, of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If he has the hereditary technique, he will take eight, seven for anything else. And then somebody laughs and say, "If he has the hereditary technique, I'll pay ten. Yeah. So he does. By the way, he does have that hereditary technique, as we've seen. That's with all the fleeing rap. What is this technique called again? 
he, he's a shikigami user. Right, but, but I don't know what it's called. The Ten Shadows or something. I was getting ready to be so Shit. proud of myself that I could remember shikigami, much less what his actual technique was called. It's like Ten Shadows, I think. Um, Which is kind of interesting that like Toji, if Fushi was using the technique that nothing clocked with Toji sooner, it was like he really had to get up in there and smell him. Yeah, basically smell him and get in his eyes. Mm-hmm. He asks what his name is, and Megami says, Fushiguro. And Toji just kind of backs yeah. up and says, not Zenin. And stabs himself in the head, and as he's getting ready to fall down, says, I'm glad. I'll just say this. Toji is by far my favorite character in season two. It doesn't even come close. In season... Oh, well, season two. Yeah, yeah it yeah, was in season two. I was getting ready to like The first call. five episodes, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then these couple episodes. Right. I'll 100% allow that. Yeah. I've, I mean, he is so fucking awesome. Dude. And the fact that he... So the only thing that made it happy is that Gojo actually did what he said. Gojo didn't let him go to the Zenin. He took in Fushi. Yep. Raised him. He knows, okay, he's at least my son, and then just offs himself so he doesn't kill him. That's so so cool. So badass. Yeah, and what do you think the mindset was there? Was it almost... Did he kill himself because he was like, oh, I'm attacking my son? Or is he killing himself because this whole thing, he was just fighting the next most powerful until he eventually got to Gojo and got to like either fight Gojo or like check and see if he kept his word? You know what I mean? Oh yeah, that's kind of like a fun. It thought could too. go either way, yeah. Um, and and then also, would I would have loved to seen Toji versus Sukuna. That would have been so cool. Come on, man! Don't fall for that. What? You think it's still gonna happen? No, I think that it would have been a little bit closer, but I don't know. Toji would have wiped the floor with him. Yeah, because I mean, still Megami saying like. He still never straight up said, oh, this guy's faster than Tsukuna. He was just like, this guy might be as fast as Tsukuna. Or this guy is as fast. I don't know exa- the so, exact wait, you wording. you think Tsukuna would kill him? Yes. Okay. Oh, I guess, yeah, now that he has 15. If he would only had like seven or eight, definitely Toji. But now that he's got 15 fingers in him, he's almost full power. Yeah. I mean, we're getting there. Um. So I guess that's the end of the whole Toji thing. You haven't, I mean, obviously you loved it. The second time around, so it's cool. the kind of thing where it was like, you look at it and you go, okay, why? And then you kind of explain it away as just the rule of cool. It was cool. Why not? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> like, it was kind of exactly. random. He came back for a while and cool, you know? Cool. Yeah. Cause that's the thing. Fushi might never know that that was his dad. He really might never find out. Um, but then we see, too, that it's the... Yeah, as soon as, as, he, killed soon himself, as he killed himself. Back the into vessel. the grandson. Yep. Um, Megami's kind of confused by all what's just happened, but he doesn't have time to think about this. He needs to go check on the others, uh, which is another You know what I just thought about here? If it means that they're actually dead, because he doesn't yeah. even know yet. He doesn't know yet. You know what I just thought about here, though? What? This makes it even sadder. I think he just killed himself because he realized that um, if he stuck around, he might have to like play catch with him, hang out with him, pay for meals. <laughs> Chad, no. You don't think so? No, I don't think he started. Wor- uh, he the lawyer would show up to his door 
say, yeah. hey, you, you owe child support, you, none of that? I don't think that he uh, fully processed all the child support requirements that would be asked of him and then was like, oh, i got to get out of here quick. <laughs> He's very fast. They, they couldn't catch him. <laughs> that is true. Nobody could catch him, yeah. Oh, Siri wants to be involved. Um, okay, he needs to go check on the others, and as he's walking away, he gets attacked in the back. Nanami, you freaking tool. fucking ponytail. And when I say my heart sank, like he got hit in the back, I was like, oh no. And then when it turned around, and like the way that they animated it, and ponytail was just in my face, in my grill, just as crazy as ever. It scared me. I was scared. Now, oh, this is good stuff, Ronnie, right here. Okay. He's got zero lines left. Okay. So his next death, which is coming, we all know it's coming. Yeah. If they don't kill that fool. See, that's what I like, though. I do like that the show did that. The fact that they showed Nanami should be this badass and stuff. You've got to make sure you go for that. It's like... What's it called in uh, Hunter Hunter? You just smash their face in. Mm-hmm. What what is it he does? You you hated this arc, the Chimera Ann arc. No, the Chimera Ann just arc, the like worst arc of just like Kite Tot Gone. Yeah, you smash the head. All right, just because the last twenty episodes are cool doesn't make up for the first forty five. Um, Insufferable. Who go- <laughs> <laughs> me? Yes. <laughs> You're like, you know, I'm going to be, I'm going to start turning into the guy that we work with who's just like, oh, when Ronnie gets like that, he's just insufferable. You say that, and every time you say that, I just want to take a moment, I want to pause time, and I want to remind you of the time you came and watched uh, like five episodes with us. It was bad. (laughs) It was was bad. I mean, I really do like Kamehameha Anarch, but it is very slow. (laughs) So we come back to a meeting of Ghetto's underlings, also known as a group who calls people monkeys too many times. You know, I was real. I fought for my boy Ghetto the other day when you were saying, "Well, he called people monkeys." I was like, "Ah, oh, that was like a one or two things," and then he stopped doing that. No, it seems like it was kind of the team's motto, and that's the typical when you're trying to commit a genocide, mm-hmm. as we've seen. Yeah. It's the typical way of you know, lowering them as human. Like, you got to call them monkeys. You got to call, it's like those stupid animals. I'm pretty sure Aaron Yeager might have thrown that turn around, term around a couple times. Cattle, I think he said cattle. cattle. Yeah, we're all just cattle, those stupid animals. Like, you got to, like, you got to degrade them so you feel okay with what you're doing. Right. They're discussing what to do about Brainiac because it sounds kind of like the plan was to cooperate. Uh, one girl says, we're doing all this to reclaim Ghetto's body, Correct. And this crazy guy gives such an insane answer that didn't answer the question, I don't think. He's basically like, oh, you kill all the monkeys, only the sorcerers will remain, curses will disappear, only the strong will survive. Even one of the girls says, um, hey, don't go making this all mixed up and complicated. Yeah. I did not need all this, I don't think. What, did, what was your take about all Yeah, I mean, I don't think it mattered. They... It shows that he's still got some lackeys around, but as we see here in a second, they're they're going to be gone. Yeah, I didn't so. really like this scene in the episode. I They get into an argument, and when the one girl starts to take a picture of another, one guy yells who has heart pasties on his nips. Um, 
he he knows Ghetto wouldn't want them to hurt each other, so this is where they part ways. He's not taking either side. He just wanted to make Suguru king. Yeah, and they talk about so does Miguel, yeah. and Miguel is actually the guy that is training Utah. Okay, and uh, that's really cool. There, <clears throat> he said Miguel hasn't picked sides either. He just wanted Ghetto to be king. Mm-hmm. Which is so interesting that Gojo was just like, because do you remember in the movie yep. that is a film when Gojo was fighting uh, Miguel? Mm-hmm. He's like, you know, having fun with him, whatever, and then he sends Utah over there and lets him train with him. Yeah, it makes it's, you worried about what Utah's going to be when we see him again. Yeah, I don't think he's going to turn into that. I think he knows that. I think actually that's what Ge- Gojo knows. Yuta would never turn into somebody that wants to kill all non-sorcerers, but he trusts Miguel enough that Miguel, because like Ghetto, loves sorcerers, wants to kill all humans, right. that he lets a sorcerer hang out with Miguel. That is his student. It's very, it's... Yeah. Yeah. I don't... It's an interesting play. Gojo does some questionable things. Right. He doesn't, he's very free. I don't he know. is very free. I guess if Gojo if Gojo was too lazy himself to mold the young man, he might be just thinking so crazy. He was like, "Oh, as powerful as Yuta is, he needs like he needs a little bit of crazy." Maybe that's what it is. I don't know. Oh my dude, He's Ronnie, like, that's got to be what it is because go like the way Yuta was. I guarantee you, that's what he's thinking. He's right. like, these people have enough crazy, dude. Now that you say that, remember in season one, he was testing Nobara and Yuji to see if they have enough crazy oh. in that thing, and they did. Yep. There you go, Ronnie. All right. You called it. Let's go. This is a smart Figuring podcast. This out. We cut back to the present. The crazies are carrying on the will of Ghetto. The woman, I already talked about that. I got ahead of my notes. Um, she's wearing the ball gown, and she hates indecisive men to which Panda mumbles, I'm a panda. <laughs> <laughs> and this is why I love Panda. <laughs> now, Kusakabe is just concerned that this was too quick of a chat. We needed to really get down <laughs> to the nitty-gritty a little bit more. But he says, someone their level, though, I can just drag this out. So he's another guy who's just who knows he's super strong. And, well, and yeah, he, he just, knows he can beat these people. Just pick up. He's like, oh, yeah. these guys are not, they're, you know, talking he, big game. These, you know what? And this is exactly, I'm glad this got brought up. These are crazy people who are visualizing getting all the way to ghetto and doing whatever they want or killing no, all the people. Now, what are they visualizing here? I don't know. Don't they all know that get, like ghetto can't come back? Isn't that what they're implying? Yeah, I think... I think what we're supposed to understand is the girls wanted basically the body, and then these two just want to keep carrying out the plan so they know that they can't, you know. Gotcha. Ghetto's gone, but they just want to finish his work for him. And they're visualizing yeah, these are that. crazy let's, people. Let's see how it works out for him. Um, well, you can't visualize evil, evil stuff, Ronnie. You can't manifest that in a responsible way. See, you visualizers always have the next the next thing I can and can't visualize. That's why I don't get down with it. Uh, he finishes his lollipop. Kind of sus. Squats. Have you ever finished a lollipop? No. Me either. Squats down and new shady style. Shady. Lay. 
They're a shadow star. I I don't know if it's an I. I guess it's a capital I. I evening moon. Shady style evening moon. I'm just going to ignore that middle word. Then all the lights in the city go out. And for a second, I went, whoa. He can just turn the lights <laughs> yeah. out? No. All of the lights. There is an explosion and crazy laughing. And that can only mean one thing. Flashback to Jogo getting his just awesome reward. What a pleasure. That's so cool, dude. He Thanks gets, for bringing me back, bud. He gets to fight Sukuna. <laughs> Hit him, and he'll just join under the squad. He'll follow orders. Can, can you imagine that? Sukuna just... <laughs> yeah. Just being like, what What do you want, boss? Now, do you think he's a man of his word? That's another good question. I think he... Uh, dude, I, I'm kind of thinking he is. I think he visualizes so hard, he knows that he's going to whoop Jogo's ass. I was... Right, right. That he doesn't. That's, that's the problem. No, he wasn't gonna. T- now that I think about it, he wasn't gonna keep his word. I don't know, man. I he's, don't know. He's like, that's like me going up to a newborn child and being like, "If you beat me in one-on-one basketball, I'll right. obey your orders." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then what? And if you said, you know, and then say that the the one-year-old by the grace of God hits a three. <laughs> <laughs> Now you're in a mess. Yeah. That's like the most, have you seen, uh, it went viral a while, obviously it went viral because it's the most liked Instagram post ever. Did I show you that? What is it? It's this kid, he's just this plumpy little white kid, bless him, and he's doing like a a squat challenge or something like that where he's just doing squats every day. Uh, he's like a little football player and he says something like uh, the most... The most liked comment, I'll do whatever it is. Okay. <laughs> and then the most liked comment that break, broke the Instagram record for most likes on a comment said something along the lines of like, fly to Thailand, go to a remote village, be accepted by their people, <laughs> <laughs> trade in mixed martial arts for seven years, fly back, join the UFC, where you will then fight a, one thing above your weight class. And then... While you're in the fight, just remember that it was because of this comment, something like that. That's so awesome. I don't think that guy's doing that. <laughs> no. I th- but here's the thing, though. Sukuna, for some reason to me, feels like the type of guy that would actually be a man of his word, but he knows he would never lose, so it doesn't matter. Right. It's just, yeah, it's, it's saying something that would never happen, pretty much. Yeah, I would take it more seriously if he was getting ready to fight Gojo and he made a promise. <laughs> I, I would be willing to bet he would not tell Gojo that. Yes. Yeah. Um, so it's always crazy to, to see just Itadori's body when it is Sukuna because it's just kind of, it's so creepy. It's so alarming. It's like, yeah. uh, it's like, buddy, wake up. Mm-hmm. Jogo apparently has a laser hand uh, using a lot of fire and explosions, his volcano head. He's throwing the kitchen sink at him, really. And we go to that past conversation that you recalled uh, an episode or two ago. Really good job by you, Well, Chad. it was actually our boy Raphael. He messaged us. Oh, you yeah. used his information and put it off as your own. I put it off as my own, and now I How am admitting... dare you? That... Now, here's the thing, though. I thought that was weird when you said that. I thought it was weird. Now, I was like... here's the thing, Sir Ronnie. God, you can't... 
Everyone, you can always trust me. Chad, you can all guys, you can always trust that I, I will eventually tell the truth. Here's the thing is I do remember watching rewatching season one and him saying that to him, but I can't in good conscience, I can't say that fully because Raphael did remind me the other day. Well, here's the thing. When you said it on the podcast, I was like, oh, I do remember that conversation. Yeah. I said, but wow, Chad just pulled that out of his back pocket? That's yeah. really good. I did. I pulled my phone out of my back pocket and You've, looked at the now messages. I'm skeptical. Shout out Arf- Raphael. I'm very skeptical of any good movie because you've made a few good moves in Jujutsu Kaisen. Thank you've you. retained a lot of this stuff way better than I have because I'm well, just Well, I, I of, did rewatch it. You did not. I and when you do that, I go, well, he did, I tell myself, I'm like, oh, he did rewatch it when he was sick. Mm-hmm. But there's still been somewhere I'm like, God, he remembers that. It's so good. It's like, even when he was sick, he was dialed in, huh? He was fully immersed. Oh, yeah. You're a cheater is what you are. Um, yeah, the past conversation, Ghetto, how strong are you in terms of Sukuna fingers? And he says, a generous estimation would be about eight or nine fingers. We cut... Or that was just kind of actually played over and, the. Fight. And what's awesome about that is he did say a generous estimation, meaning mm-hmm. it could possibly be even lower. Jogo does a full volcanic explosion out of the sewers that he got knocked down into. He then uses fire hands to pick up two buildings and throw them at Sukuna. Still no cigar, and you know I'm doubling down. I Jogo. I don't think he's top five. <laughs> he's had to fight the two strongest yeah. beings he could. He's, that sucks for this guy, but, you know, sometimes it be like that. It makes me... W- sometimes it do be like that. I mean, come on. He pulled some stuff out in this fight where I was like, maybe you can explain it away of like, oh, Gojo never would have let that happen. But when he was down in that subway... I should have seen a few more moves that really was like, whoa. Or him, him at least trying to do some stuff. Chad, he picked up two buildings with volcano hands. That No, that's the thing, though. Is he As soon as he does that and kills all the innocent people, Gojo would have just instantly used Infinite Void, and he's dead in that moment. He, like, he even knows right here. He says it here in a little bit. As soon as he tries to do a domain expansion, right. it, would, it would be the worst move he could pull because then Sukin will just use his and instantly... Destroy him. Yeah, no, I, I get that. I, just a lot of fire whips and stuff. <laughs> I mean, I, it, it is a lot of fire. I was very impressed, is I guess what I'm trying I, to say. Yeah, thank you. You're finally coming um, to your senses on Jogo. He was very strong. And now, I, the, here's wh- the thing. I never took him... From the very first time I saw him, I went... My mindset was like, oh, this guy's going to die pretty quickly. Well, that's because Gojo's like, oh, you're a joke. You're weak. All He's this a joke. Stuff. Gojo kicked his ass. He had one eye. His name was literally just flopped with the main, like one of the main characters. I was like, oh, you know, and, they, and surely they're honest, not going to keep this around. This it's one of the like goofiest character designs. Yeah, I feel like for sure. <laughs> I mean, you see someone like that, you're like, oh, this is going to tear up the dyslexic people. Surely mm-hmm. they're going to get rid of this guy pretty quick. They did not. He lasted quite a while and was very strong. Sukuna grabs his uh, Jogo's face and slams him through like 12 floors of a parking garage. Yep. Sukuna is a nice guy, though, says, keep trying. I'll keep going until I grow tired. And this is the best thing to happen to Kusakabe, by the way, because this battle is going on. It, it's kind of putting a pause on everything else. Right. Um, 
Jogo does Supreme Art Meteor. He practically he makes a sun, Chad. He does. He just makes a sun in the air in the middle of the city, and then uh, we get back to this is where we're really cutting around. Kusakabe does new shadow style quick draw. Tells Panda to hurry up. They start to run. It's new shadow style quick draw. That's the same move that uh, what's her name used, right? God, what's it called? Blue haired chick. Blue hair. Um, what? Uh, Miwa. Miwa. That's the same move I think she used. They start to run, and then for the second time this episode, I peed my pants a little bit because Sukuna is just there Dude, holding them, this, scaring the shit yes. out of me. This scene makes me like Sukuna even more. It's just such a scary moment so awesome it was like he got bored saw some other people and just made a quick little detour to mess with them a little bit and all, yeah all he does is mess with them he doesn't kill them he just messes with them he says he hereby forbids every person in a 100 meter radius from moving till i say now now my question is uh, american dum-dum i don't know how far is 100 meters there's approximately three feet in a meter Three feet and a meter, so we're talking about three feet. So basically a football field. Three feet. Three feet. Th- yes. 300 feet. Right. That's yeah. what a, that's what a football field is. Yeah. You just confused me when you said three feet. Yeah, three feet And per then you meter. confused me when you went three feet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I, see, that's not fair because I don't think a lot of the people within a football field, if they were, heard him. He kind of <laughs> was soft He said spoken. it very low. Now, there's probably not anybody else uh, within that radius anyways. Now, when he said that, I was so... Let me read his quote again. I hereby forbid every person in a 100-meter radius from moving until I say now. I was praying that the panda just started sprinting. Bro, are you shitting me? Yeah, because he's not a human. Oh, that would have been he's funny. not. A, he's not a person. It would have been a joke. He just said earlier <laughs> when she I says, "I hate indecisive men." He goes, "I'm a panda." So he was still just in that mindset, yeah. even in the presence of Sukuna, and just started being like, "I'm a panda," and just started running. <laughs> <laughs> and Sukuna, if Sukuna was the guy that you think he is after uh, keeping his word, oh, but he would have gone, "Ah, he got me." <laughs> oh, dude. Now you're you're making me rethink everything. It would have been absolutely hilarious if Panda just starts running and he just shouts, I'm a panda, and Sukuna goes, well, he is a panda, yeah. and then just lets it keep falling <laughs> yeah. and doesn't do anything. That would have been freaking awesome. He's got a point. Hey, and then he says, of course, I will kill anyone who violates that rule. Now he goes, wait, wait. <laughs> Now, the meteor immediately comes crashing. They looked like they moved pretty quick. Oh, they moved quick. Like, as soon as he gave that, because they, both Kusakabe and Panda, the looks on their face are terrifying. Panda, if he didn't do the sprinting thing, he did the next best thing, which he literally, his mouth was open. He didn't even close his mouth. He just stayed the same exact way. Yeah, as soon as Sukuna clapped his hands, though, they skedaddled. That was a skedaddling if I've ever seen one. After the meteor lands, now, did he at least kill the crazies, do you think? I wouldn't be surprised if they're dead. I hope so. Yeah. Uh, Jogo thinks even Sukuna couldn't have escaped that. And, and that's where he thought wrong. Right. I, come on, Jogo. You you really? Are you just trying to do a positive? Are you trying to visualize that? <laughs> I don't even think he tried to. He's just thinking like, oh, that was that was awesome. 
Yeah, because behind him, Sukuna is chilling so hard on the crashed meteor, and he's curious as to why Jogo isn't using his domain expansion. But like you said earlier, Chad, he's not stupid and knows he can't win a tug-of-war between domains. And Sukuna laughs and says, because that's how it went with Gojo, huh? You just yeah. That's the epitome of a loser <laughs> spirit. God, he's so cool. <laughs> but Sukuna's interest is piqued. He goes, Fuga! Flames appear in Sukuna's hands. He's going to fight him with what he's got. Now, how does he? How is he able to use flames? I don't know. He's he's got fifteen phalanges in him. I'm thinking that he can probably do anything. Oh, that's what Jogo's thinking to himself. I thought his technique was severing and slicing. So did I. What is the difference between severing and slicing? <sighs> severing is. I, oh, I think God. I might know it. Say it. Slice it like I can sit up here and slice you all day, but never actually sever anything because sever is disconnecting one piece from another. You know. Yeah. There. You, good answer. I've, I answered it myself. He tells Jogo to arm himself so they can have a fire contest. Light it up, 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 light it up, 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 light it up, 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 I'm on fire. Not one of Fallout Boy's greater tracks. No. Actually, one of the worst. I agree. Well, you know what's worse, though? Go ahead and sing it. If you love me, you love Whoa! Me. <laughs> Do not say that. First of all, it's not a Fallout Boy song. That's a hit. Uh, uh, no. The, Remember me for centuries. Yeah, that is the worst. I take that back. That's that, definitely the worst. The best one. Thanks for the memories. That one rocks, too. Yeah. Uh, oh, you said the best one. Yes, best okay, one. Okay, the best one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um... The, I'll stop talking about Fall Out Boy. I keep going. Yeah. I'll right. keep going. Sorry, everyone. They light it up, and then the show just all of a sudden decides to become a film. Yeah, it does. Oh my goodness, it's so cinematic. They literally just go, "Oh, you know what? Go ahead, add the film budget to this portion of it because we're just gonna do that now. We're gonna become a cinema." And then Jogo is in death. Maybe I he say, does. yeah, he he. He just goes to the, this is him going to the afterlife. What's so funny about it, Sukuna comes to pay a visit on his way out. Absolutely hilarious. Jogo's saying sorry to Hanami and Dagon. They're like, oh, we still have Mahito. Humans fear death, and that is Mahito. He is death. He will continue to grow stronger. That's why Jogo placed him at the top of the ranks. Jogo says, we'll no longer be the same as we are now. Once we're reborn again, or I'll see you again, you know? Yep. Um, he says, we are the true humans, and like you said, <laughs> Sukuna just pops in for yeah. a visit to death real quick and is surprised to hear this. Uh, he understands that jo- what Jogo means. He wants the human's position, but he thinks that is dumb. He says, humans, curses. They all get together and measure their strength against one another, driving all of you to grow weaker. You should have burnt everything down without calculations or plots. Casting aside race, future, everything, until you finally reached Satoru Gojo. (laughs) Sukura is so fucking cool. We know Gojo's, or we know Sukuna's plan now. Yep, and I am so hyped for that moment. You know it's coming. Oh, that's a scary 
thing to consider. He's just going to destroy everything until... Well, not everything, apparently, because... He's going to keep somebody I around. I guess he's still a little horny. Um, God. He then says, Jogo, he's like, you should be proud. You're strong. Jogo's crying. He... Sukuna asks... Or no, 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 my fault. Jogo's crying. He asks, what is this? <laughs> Sukuna says, I'm not sure. I wouldn't know. Which is such a dick answer because it pretty much says that he knows exactly what it is, but he's like, I wouldn't know. I don't cry. (laughs) You little girl. Surprised he didn't mention that. Dude, okay, this is the opposite. He does the exact opposite of what Gojo did to Jogo. That's why I think Sukuna is so fucking cool. And Gojo calls Jogo weak. Mm-hmm. says, oh, you had no chance, you're very weak. Sukuna right here is pretty much like, well, you're, you're about to get to the lines, but yeah. talks about how good of a fighter he was, even from the people he fought a thousand years ago, and calls him strong on his way out. Yeah, because he says, just, I was kind of entertained. Like I fought humans and curses a thousand years ago, and Jogo was still one of the better ones that he fought. So Sukuna is actually lining up to be way cooler and more interesting of a character than I originally thought. And yeah, I yeah, yeah. I think it's just because we didn't get uh, enough screen time of him. I thought you had the nerve to get ready to say much cooler than uh, Gojo. Dude. And I was getting no. ready to call the police on you. No. But I do like, though, how he does say the opposite of what Gojo says to him. 911, what's your emergency? Uh, yeah, officer, this guy's saying that... <laughs> That Gojo's not cooler than no, everyone. Dude. I would, I'm not even kidding. If I could be anyone, the personification of an anime character, it would be Gojo. Yeah, and if you didn't say that answer, you would be wrong. Which I'm practically Gojo anyways, from according to you. So Sukuna says, all right, I've had enough, I've had enough of visiting death. And is back on the meteor where a girl is kneeling behind him and she has come to welcome him. He turns around and I go, I just heard what the guy's plan is. He's getting ready to kill her. And he goes, ooh, what's his name? Ooh. Urami or something? Uh, Uro, yeah. Uro? Uro-ume. Yeah, Uro-ume, that's it. It's been a long time. And then elsewhere we cut, a glowing white ogre that we only see the feet of is stumbling towards Ponytail, who looks to the side and says, wake up, you shitty sorcerer, as we see dear Megumi leaning against a wall, half his face covered in blood. End of episode. What is up with... Okay, first off, how does that person know Sukuna? We saw her with... Ponytail. Ponytail, yeah. How how in the shit does she know Sukuna? I don't know. That's... I mean, shit is lining up crazy. Getting litty for real? Fake ghetto. And he, like, likes her. Right. That's what's so weird about it. Fake ghetto could possibly be around a thousand years ago, like yes, like uh, Sukuna. Actually, yes. no, that makes so much. Sense. The reason he knows so much about Sukuna is because he was around in that time. That's he, how I'm going to take that. He was so pleasant with this woman that I believe if he was at a grocery store and he saw her from afar, he would not avoid her and would go up and be like, "Hey, how you been?" Mm-hmm. And that to me is like the highest level you can get with someone. Oh, 100%. If you see him in a grocery store and they don't see you and you still decide to walk up to him instead of hiding in the... Because I hide from pretty much anybody. Yes. Hiding in the 
bread aisle like I wasn't already there. Right, and uh, and then the ending. What the hell is that giant thing coming for? Ponytail? I don't know. What could it be? It's something on well, something on our team, right? It has to be. It's not going after Fushi. It's going after Ponytail. So who who do we know that can turn into a glowing in the dark ogre that has a, like a sword or something by their side? Hmm. <laughs> Probably Nanami. Mm. He's not dead. Kusakabe had a sword. Are you still yeah. in the episode? Did is it a sword by the glowing guy? Uh, let's see, let's see. Is okay, it, first off, Sukuna's little, you know, his little play thing. Oh that girl. God, here we go. She is a cool designed character. That's all I have to say about her. <laughs> if oh. you know what I mean. Oh yeah, I don't know where you were going. Yeah, you're right. Why? And then, dude, you you know what's so funny about him saying, "Wake up, you shitty sorcerer." He's the one that just stabbed him in the back, you idiot. Yeah. But no, it, it's just a walking, like, giant. I didn't see a sword. You didn't see any no. sort of weapon? No. Okay. I mean, maybe there is, but I don't see one. No, I mean, you're looking at it. I got to take it. Oh, it, it looks like it could possibly... Okay. Uh... Is there a weapon? It's either a weapon or, like, a cape. Okay. Yeah. So, okay. Either an armed person or a glow-in-the-dark ogre that wears a cape. <laughs> yeah. A very long cape that's down at its ankles, mm-hmm. which almost, I think we're getting into cloak territory, if that's yes. the case. That is what I was going for. We'll check it out next time, I'm sure. Uh, I mean, what a time to be alive. Check out the Patreon. We're doing Vinland Saga coverage over there. We're doing Learn a Little Something with Ronnie and Chad, where we just chat, have a good time, check it out. Uh, what else we got? Attack on Titan. If you have not watched our finale right. coverage, do it. It's three and a half hours long. Don't know why. We just talked that long. We'll do a wrap up of that eventually too in the next few weeks. Yep. Check out the social meds. You got anything else? That's it. Cool. I've been Ronnie. I've been Chatty. Peace. Peace.